How many how many more uh lightning rounds does Tom have to win to clinch it? One to tie, two there's to eight, win. There's eight left, two to win. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. And actually you could pull you're ahead in the guesses, Christiane, by three. I might I might three. pull it out. You well. could pull it like if you get two more. Five, that would be six left. Like three more to clinch. Listen, I have week nine planned out, and I think I did good. Uh, all right. All right. Well, let's let's see how you do today. Okay. Today we have an annual Forb. That annual. is An annual. That is one to three foot tall and one to three foot wide. Native from Massachusetts to South Dakota, south to New Mexico and Florida. And its wetland indicator status is facultative upland. I, I you, know. Do you know your annuals at all? Very, very little. There's one I'm thinking of that could fit some of the description, and it's the, probably the only thing I can think of. I don't even know if it's an annual. And this question is going to like let me know if it's right or wrong, I think. What? Uh, well, describe the flower as a whole. Just make sure you include color. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, clusters of two to six one-inch flowers form in leaf axles with five bright yellow rounded petals of various sizes. Okay. I, I still think I have a, a chance. But Wait. I don't know if it's an annual. Wait. I didn't think it I, was an annual, but maybe I don't it is. know my annuals. Yeah. I, I really don't. Like, I, I know annuals, but I know non-native annuals. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is... The bloom time. June to September. Yeah, so my guess, and Fran, feel free to come along with me. All right. <laughs> my guess is partridge pea, which is what, Camacrista fasciculata? Fasciculata. And I'm no, not, I don't know if that's an annual, but I. it has yellow flowers, and it is I about know if what, you three could feet classify? tall, three feet wide. I don't think I, it's an annual. I, but. You know what? I... It may be a receding annual because yeah. technically, I know it's it short lived, and I know it's early successional let, in these in meadows. Let's put it this way: Black eyed Susan, Rude Becky, Herta, technically, to me, is a receding annual. But I think it's classified as a biennial. Biennial. I'm gonna hop along with you, Camacrista fasciculata. You got it. Thank it's you, an, Tom. It's, it's an annual. Wow, look at that. <laughs> You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Happy Monday. Welcome back to A Native Plant Every Day. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And I'm Christine. I think for next season we should change the name of this to just A Native Plant Every Day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. With the three of us. Are you planning on adding more people? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Just, you know, Christine has become such a a large Mm -hmm. portion of this. Like, I feel bad excluding her. That's a first. <laughs> Today's plant is Camacrista fasciculata. That sounds right. Fasciculata? Yeah. It's F A S C. Fasciculata. F C F A S C I C U L A T A. Fasciculata. Which is partridge pea, also known as prairie cena, golden cassia, large flowered sensitive pea, and locust wheat. It is one to three foot tall and one to three foot wide. It is a wetland has a wetland indicator status at facultative upland. 
native from Massachusetts to South Dakota, south to New Mexico and Florida, and an annual form of the Fabaceae family, which is the legume family. And Christiane mentioned that this was – she loves this plant. Why? Tell me why. The – if you love a, if you love something, you typically have an answer. Yeah, that yeah just I do. Comes right off the tip um, of your tongue. It, no, um, uh. no, it's the <laughs> perfect way to, because natives sometimes take a little time to establishing. Uh, if you get a seed mix, it takes a while to see the true beauty in the mix. But we use partridge pea in a lot of our mixes at the nursery, and it's the perfect way to flush out and outcompete some yeah. of the other stuff that you don't want. In an area, this sounds—it's very similar answer to, uh, <laughs> to when, when when my wife asked me, "Oh, why do you love me?" Like, well, uh, there's a, there's a lot of reasons. There's, I don't know where to start. <laughs> you have you have an eye, at least one eye. You have two. In fact. You, you still, still have all your teeth. You still have all your teeth. <laughs> sorry sorry i'm just picking on you and uh and i do have a list that i've memorized of reasons i love my wife oh there so. you go so you're well prepared uh some sources report a tolerance of salty wind but not direct spray the leaves are alternate and pinnately divided with up to 20 linear oblong leaflets that are two to three inches long and one to three inches wide yeah, so they have petioles with nectaries, nectar, nectar, <laughs> nectaries, no, nectaries that attract insects. The leaves fold together when touched, and as it gets dark in the evening, the leaves are also sensitive to daylight. Folding their leaflets in late afternoon each day as darkness approaches, the clusters of two to six one-inch flowers form in leaf axles with bright or with five bright yellow rounded petals of various sizes in open irregular shape. Uh, they also have a reddish purple spot at the base of the petal, and stamens are red. And that bloom time again is from June to September. It is a great, great choice, actually. Yeah. Now that I mock <laughs> me all you want, I have good reasons. Uh, they have uh, fruit that is flat, straight, pea-like pod that's one to two and a half inches long and about a quarter inches wide, covered with fine hairs when green. Uh, they become smooth and brown at maturity, and the pods split easily when ripe. It's easily grown from seed in average, dry to medium moisture, well-drained soils, and full sun tolerates light shade. Uh, it does favor somewhat poor soils because of reduced competition from other plants. Yeah, so there is no serious insect or disease problems. Uh, you can get mildew a leaf spot that uh, may appear. Um, partridge pea has a taproot, and secondary roots are well-developed, forming a fibrous root system. It spreads aggressively by self-seeding, particularly in dry, open areas. And um, some of the things that that will utilize this plant are long-tongued bees uh, actually pollinate the plant. Um, so those include honeybees, bumblebees, long-horned bees, and leaf-cutting bees. All right. The, am I safe to assume because it's of the legume family that it's a nitrogen-fixing plant? I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. I believe uh, – is everything in the legume family I haven't heard fixing? of one that isn't. That isn't. But, but, so it does put nitrogen yeah. into the soil. You know how I feel about generalizations. I know, I know, I don't know. I'm going to look that up. Uh, the nectaries attract a completely different assortment of insects, including halitic bees, wasps, flies, and ants. Other insects that feed on partridge pea include bean leaf beetle and partridge pea seed beetle, and it's also an important food source for bobwhite quail, greater and lesser prairie chicken, ringneck pheasant, mallard, brown thrasher, cotton rat, and field mouse. 
Yeah, so it'll grow in dense stands, producing litter and plant stalks that furnish cover for birds and small mammals. The foliage is strongly cathartic and avoided by grazing animals. White-tailed deer occasionally browse the foliage. Host plant, it's a host plant for the cloudless sulfur, little yellow and gray hair streak, orange sulfur, uh, serenus blue, and sleepy orange larvae. That is a, a very colorful lineup of uh, yeah. of lepidoptera there. So. It is a popular long-flowering annual that is perfect for a naturalized setting or meadow where it can freely spread. It's used in native gardens, sometimes planted for erosion control to stabilize bank, hence it, because it comes up quickly and early. Um, and it will improve soil fertility because it fixes nitrogen. See, if we just waited a little bit, we would <laughs> yeah, have gotten yeah. that answer. And it's, it, one thing I will point out is that not all legumes fix nitrogen, and some fix it better than others, too. Okay. So it's a, it is a spectrum. It's not a yeah. all or nothing. Okay. So, awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's an early pioneer species on sandy disturbed sites producing dense stands until later successional perennials establish. The genus name comes from the Greek word kame, which means low growth, and krista, meaning crested. The specific epithet means banded or bundled nerve fibers in reference to the sensitivity of the leaflets. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, it is. It really is a, a very useful plant. And it, it makes sense that it's an early pioneer species. Mm-hmm. It comes up, establishes everything until it, I, can, I can understand why it's popular to put in a, in a seed mix. Because some things may take. Two years to show, mm-hmm. yeah. two and a half, three mm-hmm. years to show. So it's nice to have some visibility so you feel as though you're having some success. Mm-hmm. And it gives that little bit of nitrogen to help the success of some of the later plants to appear. Yeah. So Very cool. See, that's what you should have said as your answer when I asked you why you liked it so much. Fran, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit us with the lightning round. I, I, need, to, I need to win a couple here. <laughs> we'll see. First up is true or false. This plant is parasitic on the roots of perennial plants in the prairie. True or false. Nitrogen fixation is greatest during the flowering stage. True or false. Germination is improved by scarification and stratification of the seed. Then true or false. Partridge pea plants rebound quickly after fire. And true or false, partridge pea prefers nutrient-dense soils. I don't think I did well. I, there's only one that I'm like, uh, I none of them one I an, Yeah, I changed one answer. Yeah. But. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride with All this. All right, okay. Stop peeking at my answers, Christiane. I yeah, like so looking. I like to hide what yeah. I have so you can't be like, oh, I know who won. Yeah. It's, she does. <laughs> I notice, like, yeah. she, she like, smiles oh, you got this, before you got this next one. like, oh. <laughs> Uh, so first up is false. Uh, partridge pea is actually one of the few annuals that do not uh, parasitize, parasitize. parasitize uh, perennial plants. Then it is true. Nitrogen fixation is greatest during the flowering stage. We have true germination is improved by scarification and stratification. Then we have false false. Uh, Fire will actually kill the plant, and high-severity fires may consume the seeds stored in the seed bank, which is detrimental to an annual. And, right. Fran, how, how are you doing? I'm two for four. I have one of oh, the four. All right. And the one I changed, I got wrong. So had I just <laughs> wrote with it, yeah. yeah. All right. 
Glass was false. Um, it favors somewhat poor soils because of reduced competition. I went three for five. And I got two for five. All right. So, Fran, you're uh, on the board ooh, I'm, this I'm week. Staying, <laughs> staying alive. Staying alive. We're going to recap just for the beginning of the week. For the guesses, Christiane is in the lead with 15, right on her heels with 13. Uh, and Tom has eight. And then for the lightning round, Tom has a resounding lead of 18 to 13. So I'm just barely hanging on. Eventually, I'm just going to run out of time. Hey, if you go on a big winning streak, you'll, uh, you'll be in good shape. <laughs> All right. So the important question that we always have to ask, uh, Christiane, are you putting this in your yard? You love it so much. I do. I am actually in the process of uh, doing solarization on the front of my lawn to plant a seed mix that I'm going to have it included in. All right. Very cool. Maybe you can share pictures with everyone. In the I Facebook keep group. with little hearts around to them. like yeah. video, but uh, my nine-month-old tends to cause issues with that. All right, and Tom, is she how about, not a good photographer? Yeah, no, it's, she can't hold the camera the right way. She tips over every time I hand it. Did to you her. try like putting a headband on her and yeah. putting the the phone like in the headband? Uh, then like she tries to slowly maneuver it into her mouth. <laughs> All right, that could be, make for an interesting video. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Uh, in, not in my yard, but we are using it in a quail habitat seed mix over at our farm. Oh, we're doing awesome! Some quail habitat reintroduction stuff. So yeah. very cool. I I would put it in my yard. I don't know that I have really a spot for it, but I would put it in my yard. I like the sensitive leaves. Yeah, that's that always a cool, cool. It's really not. Uh, it's it doesn't really look like a whole lot. Um, like it's not like a show. Yeah, I don't. It's not like. Uh, that's what I mean by I wouldn't put it in my yard. It's not like it doesn't really look like a whole lot, but it does have serve an important function, um, especially from a habitat standpoint. Oh, completely. So completely. Yeah, and it's very very good, like in in mass where you have and mixed in with other yeah. things like Rebecca and Monarda and Elemis and a lot of that early successional stuff. I'll tell you where um, I that's really, where it's really really good. Where I love seeing it right next to the nursery. There's a, a park like a trail, and when you walk along the trail. Right down off of Island Road, there's Cama Crystal all in there. Hmm. So I don't know where yeah, that seed mix eye. comes from. I, I haven't noticed that before. Yeah, but I've, I've noticed yeah. it in the opening once you get down yeah, this yeah. end. It's, mm-hmm. There's a little bit that there. That makes sense. Yeah. So, all right, cool. All right, awesome. So we will be back tomorrow with another native plant. And until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey everyone, this is Fran and Tom, and we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native. <laughs>